2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim, and we are here to break down all things women's hoops, but we're in the WNBA season right now, Gabe, and the Mystics right now are sitting right at the top in all the power rankings at number one with a four-in-one record.
1: Yeah. You know who else is sitting up there at four and one? Yeah. Uh, The Atlanta dream and Friday's matchup between these two teams will be between the best teams in the WNBA. Love it. I'm not sure we could have seen that happening and we got to get into obviously both those teams and we'll talk about the Connecticut sun got to talk about, obviously it's in the thumbnail, which you probably clicked on if you're on our YouTube channel, which we hope you're subscribed to because we're getting really close to a thousand subscribers. Uh, it's in the thumbnail because I wanted you to click on it. Cause we're going to talk about Skylar Diggins Smith and Diana Rotorossi yelling at each other. Yeah. Um, because I love that stuff. Obviously <laughs> as a Miami heat fan, I think that's amazing. Good yeah. stuff. Uh, and with the heat in the, in the uh, semifinals, I will, I will have a discussion about them at some point, obviously. Um, but yeah. So subscribe, make sure you're following us, uh, Twitter names. I think I'm gonna put the Twitter names now that we have this new little background. If you're on YouTube, it's just gonna be under us the entire time. So just like right there, love it, right there, <laughs> right there. Um, but yeah, Christy. So you know, a- anything happening before we get into WNBA talk? A- anything you want to update us on? Oh, hey, I I just want to you know update you
2: on uh, Natasha Cloud being back, and she's a shooter. I'm shooter. update you on that, and I'm gonna update you on the fact that the Mystics are totally ready to make another run for a championship. And I don't care if people say, oh, it's only five games. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, that's you can't say that's too early. And it, what about it? Like they're showing themselves to be experienced, but also with uh, Shakira Austin having that huge game with 20 points, shooting nine of 10 from the floor. Uh, she just went complete, completely crazy. Um, but when you have players who can come off the bench and do that, I mean, the bench was the story. So yeah. the depth of the Mystics team, I think right now is why they're in the number one
1: spot well and they get deeper too they just got elizabeth williams back and she's expected to play in that game against against atlanta um Mm. and i'm you know so to a certain extent obviously this is good getting getting more good players on the team hot take is a good thing yeah i do think it's going to kind of change the dynamics here um because you know obviously i mean you know it's a problem to have when you have you know three good centers um that you want to play all at the same time uh, yeah. I, I think, you know, Chicago has this with Azrae Stevens, Candace Parker, Emma Miesman, all three of those players can play center and have played center and they've right. all played the four, but like they have them, they have one of them at the, at the three sometimes. So it's like, how do the mystics, uh, you know, work that dynamic, how they make sure everyone gets minutes. Uh, I think Mike Tebow talked a little bit about this today, just like, it's a good problem to have and they're going to have to figure it out. But I'm right. just a little, I, I'm, I'm wondering how Shakira Austin is going to react to not having all of those minutes that she had um, in, in those games. And as a young player, this is why I wanted your perspective on like, right. Right. how is that, how do you keep yourself mentally good in that state? This is probably the first time she's going to be in that place.
2: Right. But I think what she's done with the minutes mm-hmm. that she has earned early on, uh, whether it was when Elena Delidon didn't travel to Minnesota or in this game when Myisha Heinz Allen went out with the thigh bruise and didn't come back in. And now she's been handed extra minutes. She hasn't hurt the team. She's helped the oh, team immensely. Did. And I think that's what you have to do. You have to stay ready. Um, so you don't have to get ready is uh, one of my favorite quotes. And um, Natalia, that's, that's my girl, Isaacs. That's her quote I took from her. But she took it from Don Staley because she played for her at Temple. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, but, but with that, I mean, she's been able to walk right in. Mm-hmm. to the situation and learn during games. I mean, yes, they're they're teaching and learning and practices, but these games are coming very rapidly. So a lot of the experience is going to come during game minutes. And I think Shakira Austin has shown and proved that. And then Kennedy Burke, for that matter, came in and was here for two days, two or three days, and played and had 10 points in their last right. game against Dallas. So I think they they study the game. I know Kennedy Burke, after that Dallas win, Um, in Dallas the other day, she said, hey, they've been sending me things, you know, I've been studying the playbook. But honestly, you know, the adrenaline drives you too. you know, when you have that, that opportunity, right in front of you to play in the WNBA, you're going to go all out. And that's what we've seen from every single player who stepped foot on the floor for the Mystics this year, because of whatever reason, cloud being out, and then Rui steps right in, and, and she scores the ball, like Mike Tebow said he wanted to see from her. So I, I just think that everyone's ready. They understand what their roles are, and they're deep. And I want to see what Elizabeth Williams looks like. But I think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be a disjointed situation. I think it's going to be very seamless because she's been in the league. It's not like she's brand new. I think she's no. going to jump right in. But it will be a little bit of a an extra dynamic with Elizabeth Williams playing against her old team in Atlanta.
1: No, no, want I get back to Kenny Burke, I just want to like point out, like no. – I think uh, Elizabeth Williams won the Turkish cup, like two days she did. ago. Right. She that did. was like two she days did. ago. And uh, she'll be playing on Friday. Um, mm. I'm I'm not sure how many minutes she's going to be playing, but she's going to be playing on Friday. Uh, just yeah. like one of those whirlwind things that only happens in the WNBA. And we saw, you know, this can some, it sometimes is, Hey, I'm so tired from just traveling across, across the world to get here that right. I'm not as effective, but also it could be, Hey, I've been playing my, top level basketball i've been in in the best basketball i've been playing all season right now so you got a situation like kayla mcbride she came in and made a huge difference for minnesota so i I i'm I'm interested to see how that works out um i think to your point the depth of the mystics allows them to make a decision it's like okay elizabeth looks tired hey you you only have to play like 15 minutes tonight to get to get warmed up and then we'll figure it out throughout the rest of the season because we have shakira um, right. I think that optionality like you're mentioning does make them different. I think it does put them into that into that you know championship contender category right now um, because the biggest question with them is always can they stay healthy? Mm-hmm. Well, they've kind of proven that they can they can get over some of the minor health concerns. Obviously if someone goes down for the season, that's a different story, but for right. now they're getting over small injuries. I mean my Meisha Allen went down against Dallas
0: and they were yeah. seamless.
1: I think Kenny Burke, like you mentioned, stepped right oh, in. Well. I was just ready and knew the defense, knew, the, knew what she had to do. And how to fill the lanes on the, on the fast breaks. And I, I think she was really helpful. Unfortunately, she did bump Katie Benson off the team who is a, right. a courtside favorite, but I, you know, Katie, yeah. Katie's contributions are another part of this, that depth that they've built. So I'm, I'm with you. I, I think they're right there. Um, I still want to see a little bit more than five games um, right? because I think, you know, they have a big test coming up against Chicago on Sunday they got sent. Yeah. they have a game at Connecticut. We, uh, those two teams are probably the two teams that I think you got to knock off. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm 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 with you. I'm, I think they're I think they're there. I think they're there. I just <laughs> I do want to see them be healthy because they're you know, Mike T ball also mentioned they like there's gonna be games where they're gonna hold out sure Alicia Clark and, and Elena Daldon just for rest.
2: Right. Yeah, no question. And you know, when you're looking at this Mystics team, they already had a great win over Las Vegas. And yes, they did lose to Dallas, but then couple days later they turn right back around and and take that back and win it so I just think they have uh the character and they didn't have cloud the first time they lost to Dallas and I think she did a fantastic job defensively especially on Enrique Gumbawale um on the road in Dallas and I think she made a world of difference offensively as well in terms of how the team flows and moves so um yeah with everyone healthy and and on the floor it's a really dangerous team and a really deep team and my team already said if he could keep katie Benson on the roster he would want to make that a permanent spot so i'm sure katie Benson right now as we're speaking is somewhere in the gym getting herself some shots up and in and uh staying ready you know so uh if that call comes back to her to get back she can pop right back in and i'm sure she's um keeping in in lockstep with what they're doing schematically even with Elizabeth Williams joining the team as well but Kennedy Burke said hey it's just playing basketball and like you said about being in shape and being in good condition that's half the battle Mm -hmm. right when you're coming into a new environment but you said filling the lanes and and getting to the offensive glass those are things that are given right so that's not anything that coach has to draw on the board for you like you're going to fill the lanes just naturally Um, she was a great player at UCLA so we understand um, that they know the game so some of the things you may not be very clear with but the bare bones and the basics and the fundamentals, you're going to come right in and, and fly with that. And that's what the Mystics have been able to do with each new piece that joins the team.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think they're all smart and, and not, you know, <laughs> this is not we're not quite like it's not intelligence. intelligent we're basketball smart, right? It's like, can we just run? Can we just say, hey, you know, point and then, hey, we're going to run the stagger. We're going to run the twist. We're going to run right. the twirl. like not having to communicate that or, or having your coach have to call those plays is is huge and i think it really creates that flow that this team is, is relying on and i think it really throws off teams when they're just like hey we're going to run this okay we're going to throw a different look and it's not coming from the sidelines i think it's something natasha cloud always talks about is like we don't yeah. run we don't want the play calls just just let us just let us work and and run um yeah and i think that that is a huge part of it is having players who understand what to do and are smart and i think all of the players on this team uh really fit into that category i think shakira was the one that I thought would have a bigger um, adjustment period just because she didn't really do that in college. And now she's come in and it's just able to fit in perfectly um, especially on the defensive
2: end. Oh, no doubt. I mean, she had like the block of the year so far in my mind. I mean, just insane uh, with the timing and, Um, no body contact, just got all ball way up top in the upper room. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. It was, it was phenomenal uh, defensive play. But, but my thing uh, with this Mystics team is like you said, I mean, they do want free play. And as a coach, if you say free play, you have two people who can do that well (laughs) sometimes. Right. And you have three people standing around like, where do I go? You know, and it messes up the (laughs) flow, but that's not, that's not the case with this team. Right. I mean, They understand that they can play off of one another, make good reads without a play call and and play the game, right? Mm -hmm. You go play pickup, you're not calling sets out. You're not calling twists and horns and all this other stuff. You're playing ball. And I think a lot of times uh, this Mystics team can be very unpredictable in that way to opponents because when you're looking at all the play calls, a lot of the teams run the same things, right? And make the same reads off that stuff. But if you say, hey, go make a play, all five of you make a play and, and get together, you know, after a free throw or something like that, or get together, walking out of a timeout saying, Hey, right here, I'm going to get, I'm going to get you this pen down or right here, let's get a double stagger weak side and and Mm -hmm. bring somebody off of it. And and let's let's go to work. So it's, it's more about understanding spacing and the game. And, and it's, I mean, it's murderous for, you know, your, your opponents, because they're, they're watching you. Like, what was that play? It was like, it was a basketball play period not a play call if they're just playing and that makes it
1: tough. well they scout. just throw, they throw so many looks at you on tape that yeah. like your coaches are telling you hey look out for this and they're just like okay we're gonna run something else out of it because it's not a play call yeah. it's just something we're doing i think they they do yeah. that really well um i think mm-hmm. if you know they they kind of have that kind of golden statey vibe to them yeah. that golden state runs like a million different things um, it's
2: definitely like that
1: yep right same same idea um, and I think they're doing it really well, and we'll see. I mean, I'm, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm, I do, I do want to say it is five games. Um, and but it, it looks really good, and I think it's not, it's not, this isn't like a team that's like, oh, shocking that they're four and one. Like, no, they're really good, they just need to stay healthy. Right. And is, when they stay healthy, they're going to yeah. be near the top. Yeah, I do want to move over to the team that it is very surprising that they are four and one. Um, because whew, the Atlanta dream. Just uh, out of the gates, looking amazing under a new coach, Denisha Wright, has them flying. I mean, they're, they mm-hmm. are second in the league uh, for pace. The Fever are first, but Atlanta at the moment is the seventh fastest team in league history right now. So she's just, you know, taking, taking the breaks off this team, just letting them fly. um, And, and can I get an ISO possession really quick on, on Ryan Howard? Can I get an ISO?
2: I mean, can she I- is, but not what player of the month in the East.
1: Player of the month in the East. I just want to rattle off some stats that I saw. Yeah,
2: rattle off.
1: So she's rattle off. leading the league in points. 20, 20.4 points per game. Come on. Insane. insane. She joins a list of players who have had 100 points, uh, who, who racked up 100 points in their first five games of their career. This is from Chantel Jennings on Twitter.
2: Okay.
1: What's that? Uh, the, here's the list. What's the list? That's a- Simone Augustus. Oh, boy. Cappy, Cappy Pondexter. Nikki McCray. Tamika Catchings. Okay. Ruthie Bolton, oh boy. Asia, Asia Wilson, oh
2: wow! Shout out uh, Ruthie Bolton.
1: Go ahead, girl. Uh, yep. You know, hey, uh, I'm pretty sure all of those players are in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Asia's obviously still playing. I think well, I don't think there's a question. She's she gonna be in. Be. The Hall. She'll be in there. I'm pretty <laughs> sure all of those players are in the Hall of Fame, and Ryan Howard just joined that list. She's right. shooting 45.9% from deep on 7.4 attempts per game most attempts in the league by the way 50 percent wow. of her points are coming from there and then now that she's not she's doesn't have like the rookie problems of like she doesn't have a high turnover rate she's moving the ball the the ball's flowing it's not like she's like having to hold on to it or whatever it's just like she's just playing basketball and it's looking so so incredible uh i mean what have you seen from her just like incredible start
2: uh just poise yeah. I mean, as a rookie to come in and and really put your stamp on the game the way that she has, Mm -hmm. it's been phenomenal. And it's so impressive. But when you're talking about uh, a young player like that, I mean, she's been waiting for this moment to happen. So it's like she's been shot out of a cannon and she's flying around, but she's not flying around out of control, right? She's flying around with composure, with discernment, you know, with good choices, which is why she's not turning the ball over like that. But she's patient and she knows where to pick and choose her spots. And, and she's just been phenomenally exciting to watch. And I mean, just to think she's a rookie. I mean, another rookie is Nas Hillman. She had a big game in their last yeah. game as well off the bench. I mean, she's been good. So it's like you're talking about pace and the, the fever being up at the top with pace and this Atlanta team being up at the top with pace. I mean, those are two of kind of the younger teams in the league. So yeah, they're going to be flying around but can you fly around with composure mm-hmm. and with efficiency and that's what Atlanta has done to get to their 4 and 1 record.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, the, it, obviously two of those games were against the Fever. Um, and, and the Fever have been better than I suggested, I How will say. It? But <laughs> okay. it, they're still they, I mean I, I I think they, you know, that, that's that's um they they're, they haven't had a really good win yet. I think we'll see on Friday what happens when they play the mystics um we've seen the mystics kind of eat some rookies alive uh actually was she oh, last year oh no sabrina was not a rookie last year she was functionally a rookie though and uh i mean uh, yeah, nah, only
2: played two
1: games yeah and the and natasha cloud and ariel atkins uh, took it personally um so we'll see i mean we <laughs> we may see a, a very uh motivated yeah. mystics team to stop ryan howard um and then, you know, there are some areas for, like, concern. Obviously, I don't think she's going to shoot 45%, 46% on seven threes a game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe she does. Yeah. But uh, I think that'll come down to earth a little bit. Her two-point field goals have been difficult attempts so far. She's only shooting 41% right. from inside the arc. Um, there's a really good article by Nikias Duncan in the Basketball News talking about, you know, how great she is not only and, and how and how composed she is. Like, she got smacked in the mouth. And yeah. then still like ended up getting a rebound, calling in her own timeout, which is incredible. And then you know, sure. but she still has like, she has to work on her handle a little bit. She has to work on the screen navigation. But man, what a, an amazing start! And like you mentioned, right? Like this is just a good, a flat out good team. Yeah. With you know Nas Homan's looking nice, Christy Wallace looking really right. solid, bringing great energy. It's- Nia Coffey doing what she does on the defensive end, not quite there on the offensive end still, but defensive ends and good. And I think Erica Wheeler's doing a really good job running the offense. Plus, Tiffany Hayes has yet to play for this team. I'm not sure if she's playing on Friday, I haven't heard yet, but yeah,
2: I have not heard that yet either. But wow, when you add Tiffany Hayes to that mix, I mean, they're already explosive. And Tanisha Wright just a phenomenal job out of the (sighs) gates with her new team. And uh, and you'd love to see that too, just for the coach to come in and have that confidence. That not only do you want this executed, but the team is actually executing what they're capable of early on for a young team. You know, that's that's very encouraging for her as a coach, I'm sure.
1: No, I think I think it's super encouraging. I think they yeah. just, you know, I I I saw this team. I saw the roster I was like this roster makes sense. If Ryan Howard's as good as you know we think she is, yeah. then this makes sense. Um, and I think it's a really good team. And, you know, I think they will go up and down as the year goes on because that's mm-hmm. the way it works. Yeah. Um, and, and they're not the most talented team, but this is definitely a team I think can, can make the playoffs. And I think we are going to learn a lot about them on Friday. Now, right. here's my question. Okay. Do you think the mystics regret trading the number one pick? Oh no. Okay. No,
2: no. I mean, you can't account for, you know, Kristen Williams getting injured on the second day of training camp. And wow, 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 wow. What if they had her, too? Um, I I think they did it the right way. And I'm not just saying that because we're here in D.C., you know. No, I'm, you know, Reinhauer is where she's supposed to be. Um, And that's no disrespect or shade or whatever. However you guys are hearing that, that's not (laughs) To be in a negative no, no. tone. Um no, but I, I think that the Mystics made a great choice. I mean they needed depth on the interior. They needed some size and they needed Shakira Austin. Yeah. And what she has proven, as we already said, I mean she's ready for this moment. She's gonna work for it. I mean she wears zero on her jersey for a reason. No one believed in her. You know, so now she she's saying I believe in me. <laughs> so now you're going to have to believe in me too. So um she's just playing with a, a strong sense of confidence and I mean, you can't teach that part. So she's been tough. So I just think they, they went for what they needed. Right. And sometimes that's, that's the, the beauty and the curse of the, of the draft is, you you know, you don't want to water down players who are capable players or Mm -hmm. great players, you know, by saying, well, we're not going to take you first. No, it's not that you're not good. It's just you're not a good fit for what we need today. And I think, when you look at it that way, I think the Mystics made the right choice. And again, you can't, you can't factor in injuries on the second day of training camp with Williams, you know, Kristen Williams going down. So uh, I, I still, I'm going to sit with that being hundred percent correct. Uh, that move, even though it was shocking, we found out <laughs> about it live here, on but I, I think it was a, uh, it was a great move. And, and they're seeing the fruits of that decision right now with Shakira Austin playing so well.
1: No. Um, I don't know if it's the right move yet. I think, I don't think like, that's the thing. We're not going to know if it's the right move. Okay. Not at the end of this year, not at the end of next year, but like oh. five years down the road, right? Like th- okay. that's what happens with the draft. We don't know what's going to happen, especially because, um, I mean, I have not been that impressed with the Los Angeles Sparks and the Mystics have the Sparks first round pick next year. So if they fall out of the playoffs, that's the that's the added benefit here. Um, yeah. is that if, the, if they can get that sparks pick next year actually they have, they have a pick swap so they won't have two first round right. picks so they'll just have one but like they could have the sparks pick I, i'm not have not been that impressed with the sparks so i think that's a part of it to add in but i also think the other <laughs> part is like you're saying like team need matters more when you're trying to win now like that try, part. You're you, when you're trying to win now you need to think about the team you have because Look, for better or for worse, they kind of fell into that number one pick and they want to maximize the years that they have with the land held And I think bringing mm-hmm. in a center was a big part of that. Um, And not just some, not an Elizabeth, not just Elizabeth Williams, you know, they needed some other center depth because yeah. Williams wasn't going to be there early or is there going to be injuries or when, when Elena needs to rest, what are we going to do? We need, we can't fall back in those places because we're trying to win the championship this season. And Shakira right. Austin looks great. You know, she's not leading That's- the league in points. But I don't know. Maybe if you switch them, maybe if you switch spots, right? Maybe Shakira Austin is leading the league in points because she's getting all the touches that Ryan Howard's getting in Atlanta, yeah. that a team that's building right now, even though they are right. on top of the league. And they, they may be switching that. Yeah. They may be flipping to, hey, we want to win now too quicker mm-hmm. than they expected. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm with you. I don't, I, I think like it, you, at first blush, you're like, you know, this woman is leading the league in points she is doing something that only hall of famers have ever done in their in the beginning of their career mm-hmm. but i think ryan howard on the mystics is playing a very different role sure um, exactly a very different role so it's not it's not going to be the same explosion no. out of the gate and Shakira austin has looked really good and you know just top yeah. three picks and i think melissa smith has been really good too so it's like this this was a really good draft th- this year i right? have to do a rookie roundup at some point because yeah really blowing it out of water um yeah. but yeah I, I just thought that was interesting i've been thinking about that while the mystics regret it or not so i i don't think so yeah. i'm with you I don't,
2: I don't think so and i think you know for the players too i think they just want to play and they right. want to be in the league and they want to be utilized to uh, the maximum Point of their uh, skill set, right? They they don't want to have to, you know, not improve, the, you know, or or get time on the floor. And Shakira Austin has gotten more time probably than she expected, uh, yeah. to be honest, uh, early on. But I think it's really been a bonus for her. But I mean, when you go to a team, you want to make sure, and whether it's you know college or pro, you want to make sure that you fit in the system and. And with the philosophy yeah. of the team. And I think both of those players fit where they are. Um, that's why I don't think they're regrets either way, you know, for either team doing that.
1: Hmm. I'm trying to see if we have a way to look up the rookies in this oh. in our thing. I don't think so. I want to see which rookies I think, are I want to I see which rookies they have are a rookie, leading.
2: Rookie stats. There's a rookie stats.
1: Oh, okay. I'll look it up as we talk. I yeah. just want to see which rookies are like leading the league in minutes.
2: Oh, that would be
1: interesting to know. It's probably Ryan like, Howard. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I'm sure it's Ryan Howard first and then it's um first, and then and it's else. probably uh it's probably Shakira Austin though. That's what that's my that's yeah. my thinking is like I think it might be Shakira Austin. Actually I can do this right here on, on WNBA stats. Let's see.
2: Yeah,
1: that's up no, there for- it's uh okay. Nalisa Smith. Oh wow. Wow, she so wait I always forget Only by
2: this. a little bit though. It can't be by a ton. It's right? by
1: a minute, it's by less yeah. than a minute. Uh, per yeah, game i'm good i'm good but, with that That's so right. it goes it goes smith <laughs> howard and then it goes christy wallace and rebecca gardner because if Garner you remember is
2: tough, man gardner is so fast like i've been impressed with her like amazingly
1: she playing well wow. yeah. right into exact the exact niche yeah. that they needed oh. her to fit in and way to go james yeah. wade for yeah. sticking that out because it took some gumption right to sit there and say hey <laughs> We're bringing in this 30 year old rookie who has not played in the league. And we, she is not going to be in training camp and we're just going to, we, I know she's going to fit into what we're doing and it works immediately.
2: Yeah. Great piece. Yeah. Just phenomenal. And uh, her speed, I think is something that, you know, you didn't count on. Yeah. Like, you know, to be that effective and she's been killing it. So. yeah, that's fun.
1: And Yeah. So Chrissy Wallace was picked in the 2018 draft. So it's like another what? player who's coming in with a little bit more experience, and I think, um, you know, and R- Rui's on this list too as a as a technically a rookie, but really yeah. a vet. She's yeah. yeah, she's twenty nine. <laughs> but you know, here here's my question because I was talking about this in the draft um, with a player like Asia Shepherd, who mm-hmm. is a little bit older, so a little bit more experienced, just knows yeah. a little bit more, right? A little bit more developed yeah. in that sense. Um, you know, I think the players here that we have those three plus a few other rookies. Quote unquote rookies.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: how, how big is that? Just having that experience and being able to come in and, like Rebecca Gardner, understanding how to contribute to a basketball team immediately?
2: Well, I, I think it's, you know, you have to look at a player like Shea Petty, who was like yes. in and out of league like that. And I think he's very familiar, you know, in terms of scenario. Um, and and again, just staying ready and not giving up on your dream to play in the WNBA. And when you get that call and you go into camp, you can't go in there and try to get ready. Like you got, you got to 10 toes down, be ready to go and, and be in condition, be sharp, be focused. And, and that's what you're seeing with these older rookies, right? They're rookies because it's their first year in the league, but they are experienced because they have continued to hoop. Like they're playing mm-hmm. somewhere, they're conditioning. If they're not on a team, they're in the gym and they're yep. getting quality work in. And that's why they're ready to to play at this level. And that's why they're on the floor in these games. That's why they're at the top of the statistical categories for rookies because of it. And, and I think it really does afford them, um, I don't wanna say more hunger, but maybe so, but maybe more hunger, but they're they're mentally prepared and they know how easy it is to be out of the league. Yeah. So now you're playing with more of a sense of urgency, but you also have the wisdom behind that. And that's combustible right there to me. I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful combination. Mm-hmm. When you're hungry, humble, right? Because you know how fast things can go south, right? right? You're hungry, you're humble, but you also have experience. And you can't teach that. What we said, you know, you can't teach experience. You can't teach winning a championship. You can't teach any of that stuff. But what you can teach is diligence and persistence and being resilient to your purpose. And I think that's what all these older rookies are presenting to us. That, hey, we may be older, we may be rookies, but guess what? We're one of the yeah. 144, 138, you know, players in this league for a reason because we're workhorses and we love the game and we play with passion. And that's yeah. what that's what made them stick.
1: Well, and, you know, they don't have to play professional basketball, which is different. Like being on a professional cool. basketball team is, is way different than being on a college basketball team. Um, hmm. You're playing more games. The travels different. Your relationship yeah. with your coaches and the people around you is super different. Um, deal. And I think to a lot of um, teams, to a lot of rookies, it's hard to, to kind of fit into that now we've seen obviously we, we we were just talking about ryan howard Melissa smith shakira right. austin who have come in and that has not been a problem and i think they just came, right. they came into really good situations where they're able to adjust to this and we'll see you know what happens with the rookie wall this year this is another thing that I'm, I'm very excited to see especially with like a player like rebecca gardner um is like the rookie wall a lot of players um like right before the all-star break and then after the all-star break start to kind of hit the fatigue of wow this season is a lot faster than my college season you know we're playing like three games a week now right so it's like this is a lot more than than what you're used to in college a lot of a lot of rookies tail off there and i'm sure we'll see it again this year it happens every year for for some rookies some rookies don't have it but most rookies do most rookies you know have a little dip there near the all-star break I don't think that's going to happen to Rebecca Gardner just for, right. just, she's played, she's played in, in leagues before she's played in, in professional teams before. And I, I think she's just really ready to contribute to that Chicago team. And the Chicago team is a championship quality team.
2: They are. They're so tough. And, you know, just watching them, Oh boy, the experience level with Vander Sloot, with Parker, Oh my goodness, man, we're gonna throw her in there because now yeah. she's a vet to uh championship experience and you know Allie Quigley too. I mean this team and we haven't even said Clea Copper. There. I know, but we haven't even said, you know, we haven't even factored her okay. in. Like haven't even said. So it's like, yeah, that team was a six seed last year and ended up winning the whole thing because of, of that moxie and that confidence and, and that experience when it came down to it in the postseason. So yeah, another quality team with championship experience, obviously, but, but with that that attitude of number one, I don't I hate to say that, attitude of gratitude, <laughs> but it is. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, is, no, it is. It is. I get and, to that. You're, you're, you're afforded another opportunity to play. And I think Candace Parker even said it because she, you know, at the beginning of the season, kind of flirting with this maybe being the mm-hmm. last season or not, um, so they understand the moment. They understand why they're playing. They understand that that the moments are fleeting and there are only so many more opportunities you have uh, to win it. And I know um, Stephanie Dolson said that too. I mean, I know she's um, with New York now, but she said when they played Chicago, she said, hey, I mean, I've been in the league seven, eight years and I hadn't won one yet. Yeah. <laughs> and just because you play doesn't mean you're guaranteed a ring before you leave. And before you retire. So, I mean, I think you're, you're wired as an athlete, like we're winning, like period. And if you don't get that year after year after year, I mean, how hard are you still trying to get one? Right. And I think Stephanie Dolson put that into perspective. So when you actually have that and earn it and win a championship, then you understand, you know, the value of the process. And I think um, that Chicago team has, has understood the value of the process. And, and that's why they won it last year. And that's why they're right at the top again to, you know, possibly win it again. And I know they're not, their record doesn't really say that at the moment, but I mean, get copper in the mix too. And Ooh, that's going to be a tough team, you know, right after all-star break, just like last time after all-star break, everybody got healthy and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden Chicago started rising up uh, in the ranks and then obviously winning the whole thing. So, I mean, you can't count them out for sure.
1: No, I think they're I think they're a great team. I think they're gonna be yeah. right. I think they're gonna be right there. And like he, and, and something changes, I think, when you win a championship. Uh, we see this in basketball forever. I mean, you know, that your your mentality just changes. There's a different level of I don't know if it's maturity or if it's that appreciation. Um, you know, and it goes it goes two ways, right? So there's the appreciation side and I think the the maturity aspect, you know. I think we saw that from the Bucks this year. It's like things didn't yeah. go their way and they were still you know, they still came in level-headed to every press conference. Yeah. you know, it, it was never like, "Oh, woe is us" or "Poor us." You know, it was like, "Hey, you know,"
2: or "Middleton he, is out." You know, it's like, yeah, understanding. didn't. Yeah,
1: understanding how it how it goes, and I think there's a, that Correct. comes with the season. So, like Chicago, obviously last year, understanding they didn't have that start, and then they can get and come back and win the championship. They're like, "We're gonna let the process play out, and as long as we play, as long as we do our thing right." It'll work out in the end. Yeah, Um, yeah. And so I I just I'm I'm excited to see how this ends up for Chicago because I really love the lineup that they throw out there. Sometimes with Sleet Gardner and then those three bigs, it's just length and just brilliant basketball. And just oh, those three bigs, I love them. I think they're I think you know they're pro. They're one of the best back uh, front court passing trios we've seen at their size. Like we've never, we haven't, I'm not sure we've seen a backcourt this big and this able to pass with one another. Yeah.
2: Um, Yeah. Candace Parker has eyes in the back of her head too. I mean, I I just seeing her leadership, you know, going across, you know, they're running off the court. I think, I don't know what game it was, was watching and they had just made a big play. I think it was, um, Evans had just made a play or something mm -hmm. and they were walking off the floor together to get to the huddle. And Candace Parker was like, directing and chopping it up like you see what you can get like do it all the time or or something very demonstrative with her and she was like i got you like it was that kind of vibe like i'm here with you like i'm engaged i hear you i'm listening and for young players to be all ears that's why you have two and you know two ears one mouth is my role. you know it's like (laughs) listen to me and i think you know when you listen to players who have done it before you know, you just, you have to respect when you see that, that level of communication and nonverbal communication and, and that level of want to, right? And not have to like, oh, she's telling me I have to do this. Like, no, listen, she's won it. She's a gold medal, like for a visa, like there's, there's, there's something to gain from learning at, at every position, I'm to say every day, Every single possession, you can learn something by playing with players who have more experience than you, who have won it before, um, and you share her ring with her, right? So yeah. it's like, but still, if I'm on a team with Candace Parker, I'm listening, like I'm, I'm I'm listening to every little thing you're telling me, and I'm going to try my best to get it done. And and Coach Wade, too, I'm listening to all the coaches, but those players really bring another level of of. I don't know, understanding of the game and the nuances like in the moment, on the court. And sometimes coaches can't be there and hold your hand yeah. through situations like that. But players who have been in the, in the fire and the brimstone, they understand. And and they can tell you on the fly, like, don't go here, go there. Don't go, I hear you, but that's not there this time. Right. And in that moment, make the adjustment um, that the coach may, be not, he may not have a timeout at the moment or he may not want to use a timeout to tell you that one little thing. So it's great to have those communicative leaders who um, who understand the moment and understand the game and and also understand their role as a leader. And and they're leaning into that and really um, showing, improving, not just for the team, but for the game. Like this is how you this is how you lead and this is how you listen. And I think that's most respectable and and so impressive about the Chicago team
1: you look at Dana Evans and uh, whatever advice she's getting, she should continue to follow it because that's she right. was, she was awesome. Uh, in, in early in the season, you know, obviously opportunity laxes and wanes in this league, you know, you get it and then it goes away and then they'll come back and, and she's ready for it though. And I think that's another really deep team. Uh, I did want to talk about the other side of the coin though, you know, talking about a team like Chicago, who, who's ready, who has yeah. been there, who has tasted it and, and wants it back uh, to a team that is extremely hungry to get there uh, the Connecticut Sun. Who, yeah. They lost their first game against New York and they blew out Los Angeles and then g- blew out New York in yeah. the rematch. Yeah. Um, they're the only team in the league to hold they, multiple teams to 65 points or less so far this right. season. Uh, right. and obviously they're, they're calling cards always going to be defense and it's back again. Yeah. They are fully back. Courtney Williams is back in the fold. So, Right. Wait, wait, where are you on this on the sun? What are, your, uh, what are your thoughts?
2: First of all, I mean, when you take home all the hardware from last year, mm-hmm. except for the championship trophy, when I mean, you take home coach of the year, player of the year, most improved, right? Breonna Jones got most improved. John Quayle Jones, MVP. And then uh, Kurt Miller, coach of the year. Man, that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow when you get all that. And you don't get the ship. Uh, when I said ship with a P because yes. it may have sounded funny. It sounded funny. Okay. It
1: sounded right. It sounded right.
2: <laughs> Make sure. Because sometimes my mom watches. And... <laughs> but no, um, but no, I, I just think that this is the team that's prime and ready to, to win one um, without Alyssa Thomas last year. I think that hurt them, you know, with John Quell even being back, you know, she didn't play in the bubble, but it, it's just. I don't know that battle of being healthy and it sounds so cliche, but that's been the issue for this team is just to have everybody in tow. And I think at some point in the season, early on, maybe the first two games, I think Alyssa Thomas was averaging like 24 a game to lead the the league. Mm So, I mean, she's playing some of her best basketball and they just need everybody to come together at one point and just be healthy and, and go for it. And I think with Courtney Williams being back, I mean, to me, That's the the piece that was missing last year. I mean, obviously they're missing Alyssa Thomas for a chunk of the season as well, a a large percentage of the season. But I I just think they missed like that perimeter score, that perimeter rebounder, you know, and nobody really talks about the rebounding prowess of Courtney Williams from the guard spot. She flies in there. She gets seven or eight rebounds. I know that's not her average, but sometimes in some games she has gotten as many as eight, nine rebounds from the guard spot. So, I mean, this is a player who, who brings that extra level of energy um, defensively too, but I think, you know, her rebounding ability, especially on the offensive glass, that's what I keep seeing when I'm thinking of her is her offensive rebounding ability and, um, you know, get a fresh shot clock to 14. And then, you know, now you can like, you know, work and, and move again. I just think that that's, um, that may have been the missing piece last year, even if uh, Thomas was hurt. I think mm-hmm. if they had Courtney Williams, with the players they had last year playing the way that they did, Brianna Jones stepping up, most improved. I, I mean, I I think they would have had a better chance of winning. Oh yeah, with her on the floor.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think that was exact. I think you're right. Exactly what they're missing was uh was a just a person to get a bucket. Um, uh, just a person to get a bucket and Go get and a that, bucket. And yeah. now she's there. Um, yeah. You know, didn't I mean she only she only she's only been there for one game, but it's like mm-hmm. it just all fit. You know, it's like it didn't. The, the rotations worked. It wasn't like there was a situation yeah. where you have to incorporate this new brand new person. in. uh, no, she was there before. And and most of the team was on, was together. The only really new piece that's getting a lot of minutes is Dijanae Carrington and, and Carrington yeah. has been really solid so far. Exactly. So it's like this team knows what they're doing. Uh, and we talked, we've talked about this plenty. It's just like, they just know exactly what they're doing. I think mm-hmm. Alyssa Thomas I would, as the head of the spear, um, mm-hmm. huge for them it's huge for them because she can get downhill she can cause turnovers they cause and i do want to talk about new york real quick they caused 32 turnovers against new york liberty wow 19 in the first half whoa i was not
2: aware sandy brondello are you okay because i mean turnovers i mean wins and losses they you know you still operate and you know what can we do better i don't care if you win or lose but when you lose and you have 32 turnovers.
1: Uh, I'm so sure I, she did
2: not sleep well that night, man. 19 in the first half, what?
1: I didn't sleep well. I was so <laughs> upset. I was, I'm was. i glad <laughs> you, you didn't watch this joking. game live. Because like we, we have the same complaint always about turnovers. It just drives me insane. Because, like, okay, Connecticut did do a good job. They did a great job pressuring the ball. Did a great job pouncing on it when they saw it. But, right. oh, my God. It was just... <laughs> They were throwing the ball all over the yard they didn't care I, I haven't seen a team care so little about the basketball in a oh, game Oh man, that's uh, pet, peeve. It's pet I was, peeve i was screaming i i maybe i'll ask him later to be on here but like i was like <laughs> screaming at the tv i was so mad I turn off i turn off i was just like, like i don't care like atlanta indiana was like a 15 point game at that point i was like i have to watch it because i cannot watch i can't watch a single second of this again because it, it was just <gasps> so such uh a lack of care for the basketball, and New York oh, really? is having a rough start, uh, very rough start. But you got to give wow. Connecticut credit because they were all over you it. Do. It yeah. was like,
2: what do you, what do you, what do you attribute the the lack of uh, or the the
1: carelessness of New York? What is it about? I don't know. I'm sure they're asking themselves the same question because <laughs> it's like they have good players. I don't know. I mean, like I think they just hadn't dealt with that level of um, of pressure yet. And, and that level of pressure from Connecticut, it's a lot. It's a lot. You can't make a little mistake. A little mistake yep. turns into two points the other way. Yeah. So it's like, and, and New York is a team that makes a lot of little mistakes. Uh, and then the little, and then this is always something I say, it's from The Replacements, my favorite movie. It's the quicksand theory. It's like, yeah. you make a little mistake and they score. And then you make another little mistake. And then you make another little mistake. And then another one, another one, another one, another one. And then, and then suddenly you're down by 20 points with 19 turnovers. You have as many uh-huh. points as you have. They had, at one point, they had as many turnovers as they had points.
2: Oh, boy. Teams.
1: I was livid. I was so mad. And, and, like, this is not a team that, you know, this isn't the heat, right? Like, I don't, I, I like New York. I hope they succeed because yeah. I, I like the players on the team. This isn't, like, a team I root for. This is just, like, I, I was I was mad. I was mad for Sandy Brondello. Um, yeah, that's my first thought. There will be better days ahead. For yeah. New York. I don't think they're going to be that bad, but it is tough. Because when you're playing Connecticut, right, it's mm-hmm. the length, it's the pressure, it's the it's right. the ability to convert that into points that True. kills you. And I think it just gets to a point where it's like it's almost demoralizing to play against them. Or, or I don't know if it's demoralizing or if it speeds you up, right, when you're turning the ball over like that. Because um, mm-hmm. then you're like, Whoa, well, we we really have to get we really have to get a point on this possession to stop this run. And you turn it over yeah. again, and it's like the, you, it keeps coming yeah. back. Yeah, that's what I felt, pre- like. I yeah. felt like in that game, you know, so it uh, shouts Connecticut. I, I didn't want to go on too big of a rant about New York. I was just like,
2: no, like, that's, <laughs> that's funny. I don't know. It's tough. I mean, that's a pet peeve for all coaches. I think, you know, with, with even uh, the loss that the mystics had against Dallas, they turned mm-hmm. it over 21 times and the mystics were first in the league in, in terms of taking care of the ball with just 11 turnovers. So, it's a big factor when those are live ball turnovers and, you know, they push the other way for, for buckets. So, but that's just, that's just in a load of turnovers that, you know, you just don't want to see continue. And I know as a coach, it's like, I mean, we can't run anything because we're not, we're not taking care of the ball. So it's like you're hand tying me because I'm trying to stand over here and figure out what we need to run, but we can't, we can't get into anything because we're coughing the ball up or kicking it out of bounds or, you know, we're having so many empty possessions that you can't get over the hump. And, and it does, I mean, it does give you a sense of, you know, I got to hurry up and we got to hurry up and make one. We got to press and here I'm gonna force this pass because we really need a bucket right now. And then they're, they're off to the races again. So, yeah. I mean, I think they did a, a good job of speeding them up in that regard and, and turning them over like that. So I
1: was not aware it was 32 of them though. Golly. Oh, I, tr- I turned it off after 19. I think I turned it off at 17. I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I can't. I can't. I need to go before. I literally. I went for a walk. I went for a oh. walk in my backyard because I was like, I need to calm down. I was freaking out too much. I was freaking out. Okay. Um, okay. Let's let's get over to uh, potentially the main the main discussion that a lot of people are having um, this week in the WNBA. Uh, I, there's a, a skirmish, a scuffle, a kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> skirfuffle. <laughs> okay, we could combine
2: skir-fuffle. skirfuffle. There it is. Hashtag yet. Uh,
1: there was an <laughs> argument between Diana Taurasi and uh, Skylar Diggins Smith on the bench yeah. as the uh, Phoenix Mercury. Um, they were giving up a second quarter lead. There was like a, um, I think the Aces were going on a big run, and yeah. the Mercury were upset about it. Uh, yeah. And then there's that the now famous picture of Skylar dickens Smith, like v- extremely upset um yeah uh, what's your reaction there
2: i mean you'd love to see the fire and the passion in players and if you look at the phoenix roster and you think fire and passion diana taurasi the fire and and, and passion but then scholar Diggins Smith, the passion and the fire yeah. i mean <laughs> they're two of the same kinds of people in terms of how they're built um in terms of how they compete and and maybe they didn't agree with with something or whatever happened there to cause that moment but uh, you're looking at phoenix and i think for me you see that in the moment i've never had that happen you know as a player or a coach like on the bench okay. i've never had that happen um so I can't really speak to that specific experience, but I've seen it happen, obviously, um, with Miami. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it turned right back around. I had some great third quarters after that. But, um, but for me, I think with this Phoenix-Mercury team, they're playing with a lot of emotion um, because of Brittany Griner's situation mm-hmm. also. And not that that's an excuse, not like, oh, you're excusing no. it. I'm not, I'm, I'm factoring in the level of emotion that that team is playing with in particular. And all teams have their own emotion and their own, you know, plight, if you will. They're, they're all fighting for a win. But when it comes to moments like that, you know, maybe there are some moments that, you know, they're not playing or practicing and they're with their families and, you know, they're, they're really tucking away a lot of those emotions yeah. of frustration, um, not being able to do anything, lack of control um, because they want their sister back you know they want their sister back home so I think you know yes you love to see that that heart and compassion and and fight fire and all that but at the same time you know you peel back some layers and you understand really where that may have been coming from too and it's not an excuse I'm just saying that you know sometimes you you hold things back and compartmentalize to a certain point and then sometimes you get pushed to the edge and it's like hey man we got to set a harder screen. You set a harder screen. And then it becomes like bigger than what's actually being discussed. And I don't even know if that was what it was, right. but it could be something that minute of a detail. Right. And you're talking about the little things and they do add up. I get it. But at the same time, I think it was more than whatever they were discussing. Yeah. In, the, in that moment, I think it was more than than what they they were talking about that that caused that that outburst.
1: I think definitely you're right. The, the backdrop of what's happened in this season for them. I mean, obviously, Brittany Griner situation is just something that yeah. upsets everyone, um, especially yeah. if you're someone that's, you know, there and, and you want her to be there and you're, she's your friend, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, yeah I, think, I think it is upsetting. And I think it's constantly going to be an upsetting force. And then there's just a ton of change on this team. You know, you're, you're looking around and the bench, you know, it's a different team. It's a different coach. It's different everything. Um, I think that backdrop, really does ratchet up the potential for, for a conflict, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you have people who are are hot by nature, Uh, I'm, I'm one of those people. I, I, I get mad, right? Like I get mad. So I understand I'm hot by nature and I understand that when, you know, there's things going on in my life that are, I get mad about stuff that has nothing to do with it. Right. So I think, I think that's, that's basically what it boils down to. It's, yeah. Being competitive, being in a, in a situation where you feel unstable and insecure uh, about other things in, right. in life. And I think it's also just like, hey, sometimes that stuff needs to happen because there's no, right. you know, for, I know for the Heat, for example, obviously now famous clip of, of Eric Spolcher yeah. literally asking his best player, do you want me to fight you on the right. bench? And then Udonis Haslam yelling at the best player on the team, Jimmy Butler, I will fight you. Yeah. And then them throwing stuff at each other and it's just like but look that yes. needed to happen because and, and we don't know exactly what was happening in that locker room but it was reported that the, just like communication had broken down to a point where it's like well we needed a brush fire to kind of clear the area so we could actually talk to each other right and, and when that happens i think it does become easier to say the things that you're not you're not you don't want to say right because you want to keep the peace right. or whatever so i think i think it's yeah
2: yeah
1: it's not a good thing <laughs> you'd rather that no. happen be clo- behind closed doors and sure. stay there sure. but i just think it's something that does happen and hopefully that opens up you know whatever whatever thing they need to talk about um because i think that's just sure. what it is like sometimes it just comes out as aggression Now, one thing i do want to mention here though um <laughs> there was some like subtweeting by scholar digging smith and that, the part, that's the part that gets to me. It's like if you're like like retweeting stuff of like, oh, you know, like essentially like you got to watch the way people treat you because, you know, you don't want to let them treat you in a bad way. Yeah, I was like some tweet like that. Um, wait, wait,
2: wait. What did she say? Spill the tea because I it, didn't see the tweet.
1: So. I didn't. I saw the tweet very briefly. And it was just she retweeted someone saying like, oh, you got to you got to make sure you have to um, protect your mental with people tweeting, treating you in some way. Um, I don't have it. Someone has it. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, I don't have, I don't have like the full tweet, but it was a subtweet. It was a clear subtweet about the situation. Um, and that's like the thing that kind of gets me of like, keep it there. You know, like, yeah, Hey, we can yell at each other.
2: I hear you, but I mean, Diana doesn't really tweet. So yeah, no, no, but she doesn't tweet at all. So, I mean, it's not like, I mean, you know what I mean? So it's not like, you know, they're both active on Twitter. We know Skylar is, but it's not like they're both active on Twitter and Diana just chose not to say anything. No, no. it's, it's like just- That's how, that's Skylar's little, you know, out there. And, I, and I hear you and I'm not disputing what you're saying. And And yes, leave it there. I get it. But at the same time, you know, let's hold everybody to that because I don't think everybody holds each other to that.
1: I don't you know think I mean? so either.
2: I don't think so, which is why we love Twitter. So, um and our names are under. Um, anyway. Um, but yeah, I I know it's it was an emotional moment, you know. And when I say that, just don't say because they're women, you know. Because Jimmy Butler's moment was emotional too. So, period to that. Um, that was emotional, but it, it's it's uh, you know it's part of the game, and I think that's what um that's what was said after the game. That was the the message from the Phoenix Mercury, you know, coaching staff, um, administration and all of that. They said, you know, it's the heat of the moment um, and it happens sometimes and, you know, it's hard, but I know it was hard for Skylar not to push send on that sub. <laughs> no, it was a so retweet. It was just a retreat. I'm, I'm glad she sent it. We don't need her having an ulcer or something holding things in. Like if that's how she felt, like let her say it. I mean, and they still have to go to practice the next day. Yeah. And I think, you know, it would be fun to just go and look and, and see what their practices look like now or the next game, what that dynamic has turned into. Because I think they have the utmost respect for each other. I mean, they want a gold medal together. Yeah. Like these, these are our teammates, obviously, in Phoenix together. So I don't think there's a lack of respect. No. And I think they both understand that they're both fiery competitors. Yeah. So I think just like what happened with the Heat, I think, you know, they put it aside and, you know, they're
1: going to put together some good third quarters. It's like I, they have. I think I think. <laughs> um, it's either nothing or it's a good thing. That, that would be my take on the situation. It's either nothing or it's a good thing, like, right? Like, I like that. I don't think it
2: could be a bad thing, but sometimes
1: with, you know, you know. It's, it, it's, it's worse if you swallow it, though. You know, if you, if Ooh. someone says something to you and you're like, all right, whatever, and you just sit there, no, I'd rather you yell at me. Like, yeah. yell in my face and we can yell... And then it's squash right there. And then we can move on. And right. I think that's the way, you know, I don't know if the, I don't know who's the coach, except I think that is the way that Diane Rossi and Scott Ardington Smith operate is like, you know, with these, these are very proud people. Um, yeah. So they're, they're going to, they're going to stand cool. up for themselves. So I, I don't think it's that big of a that's deal. I know right. we just spent like, we spent like 10 minutes talking about it. I just don't think. It's no, that- but it's
2: no, I don't think so either. And I, I think, you know, you have to, you have to speak your mind. And I think it was, you know, Situation
1: where it could have been something else too. So. No, yeah, no, no. I think I, there's a lot there, and I do. It, it's just it's a it's a weird situation. I, I mean, weird and sad and tough in, in Phoenix, and I think they're working all through it. um yeah. That being said, they have they are two and two after playing Las Vegas and Seattle, two of the teams we think are mm-hmm. going to be in the championship mix this year. So yeah. things are going to yeah. get easier schedule wise um, as as they don't play two of the best teams in the league. Although they did play they did play Seattle without Brianna Stewart. So right. Or health and safety protocols, health and safety protocols, health and safety protocols. Oh, did you hear, did you hear this thing about Al Horford that the bought the, this is today. Um, But the Celtics are like trying to get him a million tests today. So to see if he can play in the game tonight.
2: Yeah. He has to have two negative tests. That was the same thing for, you know, the same rule in the WNBA. I
1: don't know how that works. They need to be 24 hours apart. Whatever. Go Heat. Um, and- <laughs> whatever. Hey, they can bring out whoever they want. They can bring out Larry <laughs> Bird. Bring out Kevin McKay. <laughs> I don't care. I don't c- Bring them out. Play whoever. Play whoever you want. <laughs> like,
2: you said Kevin McKay ain't like walking
1: through the door. Kate. Hey, <laughs> Kevin McKay ain't walking through that door. but Russell ain't walking through that door. <laughs> bring him. Whoever wants to play. Whoever wants to play on the Celtics. Bring back Paul Pierce. Let's see it. Love to play him. Oh my God! KGA right. walking
2: through the door. Either
1: I hear you. So I'm hyped cool. up. I'm hyped up. It's, I'm, it's no, game two. I love it. I love game it. game two of the Eastern Conference Finals this night. Um, yeah. heat at home, so I'm excited yeah. for that one. Uh, oh so a couple couple other uh, news things. Um, yeah. we, we got to it. Uh, pretty much all of the players that were in Europe are now back. Um, yeah. Elizabeth Williams coming back, Clay Copper's coming back, uh, Tiffany Hayes coming back. I, I think they're all done with their playing obligations. It's just, yeah. you know, when the teams want to bring them back, when they have games. So um, right. that should normalize out this week. I would imagine there's going to be like a week of like adjustment period of like, oh, we don't want her to play or do whatever. So I, yeah, I think by next week we'll be totally fine. Um, the other news that dropped here before we got on the podcast, Jossam Willoughby of the New York Liberty out six weeks. Oh, um, no. She has a quad tear, which is really tough.
2: Oh boy, that's a tear. And she was playing well yes. too for them.
1: Yeah, I wrote, I wrote about her. I just thought she was such a good defender. And, you know, after the year, yeah. the two years of injury, like she looked really, really strong. So um, just wanted to give a shout out to her and then and, and say prayers up to her because, you know, yeah. we want to see her back on the court. So it's six weeks. Um, so she'll be back, what, a couple in like mid June?
2: Yeah, I was going to say probably All-Star. late
1: June. Yeah, All Star
2: yeah around that time oh man yeah. oh that's a that's a blow to them I and mean, they need her you know to get back over the hump over there one and
1: four Oof. Yeah. yeah so that's uh that's that's uh that's all the news also though, i want to tell you guys you can still uh donate to debbie antonelli's 24 hours of nothing but net yes. uh campaign they are like Eight seven thousand dollars short of their goal, and I think we can uh, get them there pretty quick. Uh, I donated earlier today, so if you got a second, Uh go and donate. It's for the special Olympics, great cause. Debbie's obviously a friend of the program, friend of her hoop stats. So,
2: absolutely, and her son Frankie graduated from Sunset Life. Oh my gosh, Frankie, I love his journey, and who was standing right there with him with his cap on. Debbie Antonelli. Oh my God. Yeah. I love her so much. So Debbie, hope you're listening and definitely going to, uh, shout out to your, shoot your own falls off campaign. Cause that's, Oof. that's her. Whole I don't
1: thing. know how she does
2: she it. it. <laughs> I, I love it.
1: I don't know um, how Debbie does most of like the thing she, all of the things she does. I don't know. I don't have, I don't know how you do all the things you do either. Like, to be honest.
2: Well, no, that's her. She's, she's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm way behind her with what she does with her time of day. And, um, oh, all the great things, but you know, first and foremost, just the mom that she is, you know, mm-hmm. I just love how she advocates for her kids, um, especially Frankie and to see him with a, that hat on, it just, oh, it just took me, I mean, he's a cutie pie, but just knowing, you know, his journey and knowing that she's been in lockstep with him, is special, very sweet. Every day's Mother's Day, by the way. It <laughs> and is. moments like that, especially when you see moments like that. So really fun, really beautiful.
1: All right. Um, yeah, and then if you want to donate, I'm going to put the, the link in the, the doobly do the description. There we go. That's what it's called. Um, Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's all I got. We, we have anything, anything else you want to mention?
2: Oh, man, no. It's just that, you know, the Mystics are back home for the DMVers. They're back home mm-hmm. on Sunday at three against Chicago. Emma Mmeesemann makes her return along with Candace Parker and um, Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot, um, Vanderquigs. Uh, so it should be a fun game you know, Elizabeth Williams may play in that game. We don't know yet. Just speculative at this point, but that'll be a great game. And if you can't get down to the SA, it's on ABC at three o'clock. So make sure you guys check that out. But I guess that's it for us on courtside with Christy and Gabe for this episode. We don't have to go home, but we got to get up out of here. But we will be courtside with you next time, right here on the Her Hoop Stats podcast network for Gabe Ibrahim. I'm Christy Winter Scott.